0: I'm not sure if you feel it like I do, but this December feels a lot colder than other years. There seems to be a chill in the air that follows me everywhere I go. You see, these past few years leading up to this Christmas 2022 have been especially hard for a lot of us. The fear of the pandemic year after year, with its ever-changing strains, was daunting and our anxieties grew with each new strain and the unknown of what lay ahead. It was a challenge to remain calm and take the necessary precautions to stay safe and healthy. But a lot of what we chose to do was to help protect others. Just when we thought we were about to come out of this grueling pandemic, the world faced a terrifying prospect of another world war. Not a normal war if one dares to use those two words together. This is the one they have warned us about. A nuclear war that could end it all. The bad news was unrelenting as supply chain issues hit, inflation rose seemingly on a daily basis, and we all fell into the depths of an energy crisis. It truly has been hard for everyone living during these times. For one person in particular, though, these last few years have been incredibly difficult, and he needed all the help he could get. Michael had been feeling down as the Christmas season approached. In previous years, he had always looked forward to the holidays with great anticipation and excitement. It was that special time of year for him. His parents and grandparents had always made the holidays special. But this year was different, and he just couldn't shake the feelings of dread that had settled into his heart. Michael had been struggling with depression and anxiety, and the pressures of the holidays had only made it worse. He had been trying to keep a positive attitude and focus on the good things, but the weight of the world was bearing down on him, and it seemed like all he could focus on were the negative things in his life. Until recently, Michael had lived a fairytale existence. He had a wonderful childhood and married the most beautiful woman he had ever laid eyes upon named Jane. In 2018, Michael and Jane were overjoyed when their first and only child was born into a fruitful and prosperous world. They welcomed a little boy into our world named John and showered him with all the love and affection that two new parents could give him. They cherished every moment together as a family, taking in all the joys of parenthood. But shortly after John's birth, Jane fell sick and was diagnosed with cancer. Treatment after treatment was delayed or cancelled due to the ongoing pandemic and Jane was in and out of the hospital almost constantly as she progressively got worse. Michael kept a brave face, putting on a strong and happy persona both at home and at work. But inside, he was struggling with his world collapsing around him. With a baby to look after and a wife fighting for her life with cancer, it was a lot for anyone to have to deal with, especially during a pandemic. At times, he would find himself breaking down in tears as he drove his car, overwhelmed by all the emotion and responsibility. He couldn't escape his insecurities there. He would scream, why? Why are you doing this to us now? But his cries were never answered. He kept trying his best to keep pushing on, determined to be a source of strength and hope for his family. Michael was counting down the minutes, waiting for his workday to end so he could get home to his loving wife, Jane, and their young son, John. It was Christmas Eve and Michael had been working hard all day and he was eager to take a break after the grueling hours he had to put in before the Christmas break. The office was filled with the usual holiday decorations and Christmas music, but it was difficult for Michael to be cheerful when all around him people were arguing over politics. He couldn't help but feel a bit of despair as he heard their heated debates. The world, especially his own world, was falling apart and all these people wanted to do was fight with each other over minor differences in opinion. He sat between two ladies, Carrie and Rachel. They would argue incessantly throughout the day over whatever political divide was on the daily news. To Michael, none of it seemed as important as his family. Finally, though, the clock struck five and it was time for Michael to leave. He quickly put on his coat and grabbed his bag, eager to get home and see his family. Michael sat silently in his car, waiting for the heat to kick in. His mind raced as he thought about the upcoming Christmas season and the new year ahead. Lost in the moment, he heard a knock on his window. Startled, he looked up to see his boss, Kirk, standing outside. Michael rolled down the window and said, Merry Christmas, Kirk. Kirk smiled and said, Merry Christmas to you too, Michael. Kirk then said, I just wanted to give you a heads up. We are going to have to let some of our people go in the new year. I know this past year we reported our highest earnings ever, but with a recession looming, our shareholders are expecting us to cut costs. I'm really hoping you are not one of those costs, Michael, but you never know. You didn't spend too much on Christmas this year, did you, Michael? Michael's heart sank as he replied, I see. So is that why you're here? To make sure I didn't spend too much this Christmas. Kirk nodded and said, Well, hopefully you didn't. I hope it won't be you, but who knows these things. The decision will be made by our corporate team. Michael thanked him and watched him walk away, his heart heavy with dread. Michael drove quietly in the dark night, his thoughts heavy with worry about his family. And now his job. He had worked so hard for so many years, and yet he was still facing the prospect of being out of work in the new year. He wondered if all of this was really worth it, family friends, a career. If his life was worth all of this pain and suffering, he had to endure. Michael pulled over into an empty parking lot. He cried out from the immense pain he was feeling inside. As he wrestled with these thoughts, he heard a loud knock on his window. Startled, Michael looked up to see a homeless man standing outside his car, his hand outstretched. Always wanting to help, Michael reached into his pocket and pulled out a $10 bill, rolled down his window, and handed it to the man. The man looked Michael dead in his eyes and stared into his soul and said, Tonight you will be visited by three ghosts, Michael. Michael was taken aback. Excuse me, sir, do I know you? He asked in shock as the man knew his name. The homeless man smiled faintly still locked onto Michael's eyes with an intense stare. Merry Christmas, he said before turning and walking away into the falling snow. Michael was unsure what to make of the man's words, but as he watched his figure disappear into the darkness of the winter night, he felt a strange sense of peace come over him. Maybe there was some hope for him yet. He started his car and drove home, feeling hopeful for the future. Maybe, just maybe, this Christmas would be worth it after all. As Michael drove home, he thought of his four-year-old son, John who he knew must be incredibly excited for Christmas. He just hoped John was taking it easy on his wife, Jane. Michael couldn't believe his eyes. He had just pulled into his driveway, and as he looked up at the house, he was overwhelmed with a sense of nostalgia. His wife, Jane, and his son, John, were in the front room, putting the finishing touches on their Christmas tree. The scene took him back to his childhood, a simpler time when the world was calm. He leaned back in his car seat and his eye caught a glimpse of a glowing ghostly figure in the rearview mirror. The ghost was pointing towards the house, motioning for Michael to go in. Michael's heart raced as he rubbed his eyes to make sure he was not seeing things. When he looked back again, the spirit was gone. Michael opened the car door and walked towards the house. As he stepped inside, the warmth of the house engulfed him. His family was gathered around the Christmas tree, laughing and shaking the gifts to see if they could guess what was inside. The smell of gingerbread cookies filled the air, and carols were playing in the background. Michael knew that his wife Jane was having a tough time recently, but she was also putting on a brave face for the family. The cancer treatments she was receiving had been taking a toll on her health, leaving her with some good days, but also a lot more bad. He could tell that she needed to rest, so he called his son John into the kitchen to help him finish preparing their Christmas Eve dinner. John eagerly ran into the kitchen and got to work, helping his father prepare the meal. Meanwhile, Jane sat in the living room, taking in the beauty of the Christmas tree. And the moment. She felt so blessed to have a family that was here for her during this tough time. Michael and John eventually called Jane into the dining room, where the three of them began to share their dinner. As they ate their meal, Jane could feel the strength and love of her family radiating around her. She knew that it was their support that gave her the strength to keep going through the difficult times. At the end of the meal, the family shared a special Christmas toast. Michael looked at Jane with a smile and said, No matter what the future holds, we'll always have each other. Jane smiled back and felt a wave of peace and joy wash over her. She was grateful for the moments like these that reminded her of how much she was loved. Michael did his best to maintain a pleasant demeanor when his family was around. He was trying hard to ignore the news that he may be let go from his job in the new year. He glanced around the dining table and then to the many presents under the Christmas tree. He had gone a bit overboard in terms of spending this year, and the thought of being unemployed in the near future made him anxious and scared. The family meal was pleasant and cheerful, and Michael was able to keep his composure while his heart was breaking and his mind was racing. He tried to think of potential solutions to all of his problems, but nothing seemed to make the situation better. Michael asked John to take his mom into the living room. John and his mom entered the living room, eager to see the Santa Tracker on TV. As they began to search through the channels, they were dismayed to see that the evening news was also playing behind the Santa Tracker. The hosts were spitefully reporting the atrocities of the world and assigning blame to the other political party than the one they were working for. Michael, seeing this, quickly asked John for the remote, flipping to another channel in search of another Santa tracker. Much to their disappointment, the same report about the evils of the world was being played on every one of the Santa trackers. Michael couldn't help but wonder what kind of damage this was doing to the future generations. Determined to find something for his family to watch, he kept on flipping finally landing on a program about Christmas and all its joys. The family settled in and enjoyed the show until it was time for bed. Michael helped Jane to bed and told her he'd only be a minute as he went to turn off the lights on the Christmas tree. Michael poured himself a drink and took a moment for himself on the couch. As Michael gazed upon the Christmas tree, he suddenly felt very tired and before he knew it, he had fallen asleep. Then he heard a familiar voice. It was soft and gentle calling out to him. It was his grandfather's voice who had passed away several years ago. Michael opened his eyes and there he was. It was the spirit from the car and now he recognized him. It was his grandfather he loved so dearly. His grandfather explained that he had come to give Michael and his family a special gift this Christmas. Michael was speechless. He had never seen anything like this before. The spirit of his grandfather gave off a warm glow like a candle. His grandfather's spirit spoke to him, Mike, my boy, you are going to be very busy tonight. Tonight, you are going to be visited by three ghosts. The first will be the ghost of Christmas past, which is I, the second the ghost of Christmas present, and the third the ghost of Christmas future. His grandfather then said, you must come quickly, Mike. I have a lot I need to show you on this night before Christmas. Michael, still in shock, followed the spirit of his grandfather out of his house and into the cold winter's night. As they walked, Michael noticed that the night seemed to be a different color than it had been earlier. He also noticed that the air was filled with a strange energy. He felt the arm of the Ghost of Christmas Past grab him, and they began to fly quickly over the city streets. As they landed in front of a house, Michael noticed that all the cars were very old. New for the time, but very old in comparison to the modern cars he was used to seeing. The spirit of his grandfather walked him up to the front window. He watched a mother and son inside the home decorating a Christmas tree. The tree was filled with handmade decorations and Michael could see the twinkle in the eyes of the boy as he put the star on the top of the tree. His grandfather leaned in close and said, you see, Michael, this is why we are so passionate about Christmas. This is why I need to teach you to cherish every moment with your family. For it is these moments that will bring us all together and heal all that may ail us. Michael felt a warmth come over him as he watched the family enjoy their Christmas together. He was filled with the spirit of the season and knew that this was a moment he would never forget. With a nod, he thanked the ghost of Christmas past and they both flew back over the city streets. As they flew, Michael promised himself that he would make the most of every moment with his family and that he would cherish the memories of Christmas forever. Michael and the ghost of Christmas past stepped through another door of a home and were immediately taken aback. The house was filled with joy and happiness, with decorations everywhere. Michael and the ghost were able to observe the family without them even noticing. The ghost leaned in and told Michael that the boy was himself, his grandfather, and the woman there was his great-grandmother. He told him that they had received word that his great-grandfather had been injured in World War II, and would never be able to walk again, but had still sent word that he wanted nothing more than for them to have a wonderful Christmas. The ghost then grabbed a piece of paper from the table, and the room blurred, and another Christmas scene appeared. It was one year later, and Michael watched as his great-grandfather, in his wheelchair, laughed and chased his grandfather as a young boy around the house, while his great-grandmother was decorating the Christmas tree. The family was clearly elated, and no one could have been happier. Michael was suddenly filled with a sense of appreciation for his family's sacrifices and spirit. He knew that no matter how difficult things got, his family always found a way to make the best of every situation. The Ghost of Christmas Past smiled as he watched the family and reminded Michael that love and happiness was all he needed to have a wonderful Christmas. With a nod of understanding, Michael and the Ghost of Christmas Past vanished into the night, leaving the family to enjoy their happy moment. Startled, Michael found himself back on the couch in his living room. He must have been sleeping. He was awoken and confused by the sight of his old manager Margaret sitting atop a pile of presents in gold. He couldn't believe his eyes. He had to be dreaming once again. But, sure enough, there she was, laughing and calling out to him with a warm smile. Michael had been a hard-working employee of Margaret's and she had shown him so much kindness, helping him out with his career that allowed him to care for his family. Suddenly, Margaret began to speak. Well, look what the cat dragged in, she said with a loud belly laugh that only she could make. At that, the room began to spin and Michael found himself standing in the hallway of an apartment building. Margaret opened the door and the two of them walked in. It was Rachel, Michael's co-worker, sitting on the couch in a small apartment with a plastic Christmas tree directly in front of her. She was crying to herself and he could tell that her heart was heavy. Michael looked at Margaret, not knowing what to do. Margaret told him to give Rachel a hug and tell her that everything was going to be okay. Michael was at a loss. He had never encountered anything like this before. He tried to hug Rachel in an effort to console her, but his arms had passed right through her as if she were made of air. He looked back to see the ghost of his former manager, Margaret, as she was erupting in laughter. He felt overwhelmed and helpless, unable to do anything to help Rachel. The spirit of Margaret then spoke to him. She cannot see, feel, or hear us. We are only here to observe, not to interfere, Michael. Michael watched as Rachel reached for her laptop and opened it, stopping her tears almost immediately. She logged into her social media and began typing horrible, derogatory comments about people she had never met and probably would never get to know. With each like or comment she received, Rachel smiled and felt a sense of satisfaction. Margaret then snapped her fingers and in an instant a flash of images of sadness and pain went through Michael's mind He looked at Margaret in confusion unable to understand what it meant She then spoke calmly. This is what will come from her words He felt his heart sink as he realized the impact of her words He looked back at Rachel and his heart ached as he watched her continue to type hateful words unaware of the hurt She was causing Margaret picked up a notebook off of Rachel's coffee table and handed it to Michael. Michael stared at the notebook in his hands, feeling a strange mix of emotions. He felt a strange sense of guilt, knowing that he was now looking through the private diary of his friend Rachel. He had no right to be prying into her thoughts, yet here he was, turning the pages and reading her innermost secrets. As Michael flipped through the pages, he was struck by how lonely Rachel felt, even before the pandemic had hit. She found a community online where she could feel valued, albeit a toxic one, and it had become a sort of solace for her. Michael had never realized how hard the pandemic had been for people who were alone until now. His heart ached for Rachel and the other people like her who had found some comfort in the cyber world, even if it was an unhealthy one. He closed the diary, feeling a strange sense of understanding for his friend. He had never really seen Rachel in this way before, and he wondered if she was aware of what an impact her words had on others. He thanked Margaret for giving him the opportunity to read the diary, and then handed it back to her. Michael knew that he was grateful to have been given this chance to connect with Rachel in a whole new way. He vowed to be more understanding and empathetic towards her in the future, and to use the knowledge he had gained to help others who were struggling in the same way. He knew he had to do something to try and help her, but he was powerless. He looked back to the spirit of Christmas present and quietly said, What can I do? Margaret replied, We are only here to watch, but you can reach out to her later, Michael. Michael watched as Margaret pulled a page from Rachel's diary and grabbed Michael by the hand. Without saying a word, they stood up and walked out of Rachel's apartment down the hall and out the front door. Michael and Margaret walked down the street through the silence of the falling snow. Michael could see families smiling and enjoying the holidays inside each of the windows. Margaret stopped dead in her tracks. Michael quickly turned to look at her. It's all worth it, Michael, Margaret said. Trust me. Michael was surprised. What do you mean? He asked. Margaret looked deep into his soul and said, What you were asking yourself in your car. All this is worth it. But everyone needs to be a part of a community, Michael. A positive one no one can carry the weight of the world on their shoulders you aren't expected to my boy with that michael felt a wave of relief wash over him he smiled and nodded in agreement then everything went black when michael awoke he was in a warm and welcoming home again michael felt his heart sink as he looked up and saw the tall and menacing figure standing in front of him cloaked in a black robe wielding a scythe he knew this must be the ghost of christmas future Michael quickly stood up and, trying to lighten the mood, jokingly said, Who are you, spirit? My high school teacher, Mr. Reed. Or Richard from accounting. The spirit, however, did not respond to his humor. Instead, it simply pointed to the front door. Michael slowly made his way to the door, and as soon as he stepped out, he found himself in the city graveyard. He was shocked to see the ghost was taking him here of all places on Christmas Eve. The ghost slowly led him through the graveyard, passing by grave after grave. As they walked, Michael noticed his son John and his parents crying in front of a tombstone. He knew something was terribly wrong. The ghost led Michael up beside the weeping family, and as he turned to read the name on the front, it was his wife Jane. Michael's heart dropped. The inscription read, Our angel has returned to heaven. As he continued to read her gravestone, he could see the date of her death was only months away. Michael couldn't help himself and began to cry. All he could say was no, over and over again, as his whole world was crumbling around him. He could feel the ghost's presence, and he knew it was time to accept the truth. He was about to lose his wife, and there was nothing he could do to change it. Michael, in the ghost of Christmas future, had returned to his parents' home with a blink of an eye. His parents and John were unaware of their presence. Michael watched in grief as his son John sat on the couch, crying, while his grandparents tried to comfort him. The Ghost of Christmas Future then walked into the kitchen and grabbed a note off the kitchen table. It was a letter from Michael to his son and parents, explaining that he had gone out for a drink. As Michael watched, he saw his parents trying their best to console John. His son repeatedly said, but it is Christmas Eve, where is my daddy? Michael felt his heart break as he listened to his son's pleas. He wanted nothing more than to be able to show his son that he still loved him, but he knew he couldn't do that. The Ghost of Christmas Future then pulled Michael away, and together, they flew off into the night. As the night sky faded away, Michael looked back one last time. He saw his parents and John still holding each other and crying. Michael opened his eyes, and he was in a seedy bar with the Ghost of Christmas Future. He looked around, and he could see a version of himself, sitting at the bar alone, completely collapsed in his own alcohol-fueled grief. Michael had lost his job and his wife within one year, and his son John was the only thing that had been keeping him going. Michael stood up from the bar and started to make his way to the door, but he stumbled, and before he could catch himself, he was shoved out the door and into the snow by a man entering the bar. Michael lay there, physically in pain and filled with shame, until he was able to push himself up and stagger his way back to his parents' house. He opened the door, and there he saw his son and parents still sitting on the couch, upset that he had left them on Christmas Eve. A drunken Michael then collapsed in the floor and passed out. He heard his son's voice yelling, Daddy, get out of my life. And Michael slipped into a heartbreaking darkness. In one final blink of an eye, Michael was back in the present day. He could still hear his son yelling, Daddy, get up. He opened his eyes and saw his son standing there with tears in his eyes, tears of joy. Michael's son John was yelling daddy get up it's Christmas. Michael quickly got up off the couch and hugged his son as tightly as he could. Michael could not tell if this was real or not. He very much wanted and needed this moment to be real. Michael looked around the room frantically trying to find his wife Jane. Not seeing her, he ran into the kitchen and there she was. A love of his life. She looked just as beautiful as the day he met her. Michael kissed her with the passion of a man that was given a second chance for making a wonderful life for everyone around him. In that moment he could feel that he was wrong. Every difficult moment we have to go through no matter how hard it is, is worth it as long as we are with the ones we love. The coldness that Michael had been feeling before the holidays was quickly replaced by a warmth only hope and love can provide you. Michael and Jane had an extra special Christmas morning with their son John. They spent the morning opening presents, enjoying the time they were spending together, and cooking a delicious Christmas dinner. As the morning passed, Michael was filled with a sense of excitement and joy that he had not felt since he was a young child on Christmas. He was finally able to cherish this moment he was having with his family again. He couldn't help but call his friends and family to come join them for the Christmas feast. He first called Rachel from work, who was delighted to have somewhere to go this Christmas. She promised to be over soon with a special dish of her own. Next, Michael called Carrie, his other co-worker, who also happily accepted the invitation. When the guests arrived, they were amazed by the smells coming from the kitchen. Michael and Jane had cooked a delicious meal of roast turkey, mashed potatoes, and vegetables. Everyone gathered around the table, sharing stories and laughter. The evening was filled with joy and love as the family celebrated Christmas together with their newfound friends. Michael watched as Carrie and Rachel began a path to friendship that evening. No longer would they be divided by such minor differences. They actually became the best of friends. At the end of the night, everyone said their goodbyes and thanked Michael and Jane for hosting such an amazing Christmas dinner. Before leaving, Rachel gave them a hug, wishing them a Merry Christmas and a happy new year for a second, or maybe even a third time that night. She had a tear in her eye, but Michael could see the difference having a positive community made on Rachel. As the guests left, Michael and Jane were overwhelmed with happiness. They were so thankful for the joy and love shared that day. It was a Christmas that they would never forget. As Michael cleaned up after that dinner, he found an envelope addressed to himself under the tree. He recognized the handwriting on it. It was from his grandfather. He never opened that letter as the messages were forever burned into his heart and mind. It was the letter from his great-grandfather, a page from Rachel's diary, and the letter he left to his son when he went out on Christmas Eve. All gifts from the ghost of Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas future. Whenever he got down, he would just look at that envelope and remember the lessons each of those spirits had taught him. Michael's grandfather ended up being right. The love and support that Jane felt that Christmas was all the medicine she needed to help her fight her cancer. In what doctors would describe as a miracle, Jane's cancer went into remission shortly after that Christmas. And she lived a long life filled with the love and support from her friends and family. John grew up to be a fine man. He had a wonderful family of his own and a group of friends who loved him dearly as John's father taught him by example, how to truly care for others. And as for Michael, he was able to keep his job. Well, actually, he took Kirk's job. The company had only let one person from Michael's office go, and it was Kirk. They knew he was not the right person to support others in living their company's values. After that Christmas, life did present its struggles to Michael and his family like it does for all of us. But like his former manager Margaret told him, all of this life is worth it. We just need to be a part of a community built on love and positivity to help us face whatever challenges lie ahead. Merry Christmas, everyone.